Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Quest for New Inspiration. My name is KT Mashler, and as always, I am interviewing and an inspiring guest. This week's guest is Clarity Coach Diana Morris. If you are interested in learning more about what a Clarity Coach exactly is, make sure to stay tuned. I hope she inspires you as much as she's inspired me. If you want to start off by just kind of introducing yourself, who you are, what you do, your kind of mission in life, your whole enchilada, as I like to say. Perfect. So when you say enchiladas, I just made fajitas. So I'm like looking at my dinner, excited to happy this though. It was intentional, but <laughs> my name is Diana Morris and I am a clarity coach who essentially guides people to Find the certainty and clarity they need in order to create fulfillment in all areas of their life, whether that be their home, their work, their relationships with themselves and others, because my mission is to make the most of the life I've been gifted and to help other people do the same, Um, because we only get one shot at this thing, so you might as well enjoy it while we're here, and that's really important to be able to do. Um, as you're navigating your day to day. I love it. So I kind of have like an odd question. So I talked to a lot of like life coaches, but then you just kind of clarified yourself as a clarity coach. How do you distinguish the two? Are they different? What is what's a clarity coach? So I like to look at it as, you know, life coach coaching is an overall umbrella, right? So they're going to help you figure out, you know, different areas of your life, what's going right, what's going wrong different steps you might need to take. You may have heard of career coaches, health coaches, life coaches. And when I talk about clarity coaching, it's helping you understand the why behind each of those segments. Yes, you could apply for a new job. Why do you want this specific job? What's going right in the one you're looking to leave? What's going wrong in the one you're looking to leave? How can you use your previous experiences to help you move from where you are now to where you want to go? So when I talk about clarity and I specify clarity coaching is helping you answer the questions that you may be asking other people to answer for you. You are the firsthand account. You are the expert on your life. And a lot of times we like to relinquish that power and that authority to other people based on society and the way we've been brought up. And I'm sure we'll get into that in just a bit. But when I talk about clarity coaching, it's really helping you go inward to figure out the why so that you can start thinking about the what now and everything that comes next. The why, it's always it's always so, so important. I love that. So do you want to kind of go into what drove you to dedicating your life to this? What kind of was the path that you took to get here? Absolutely. So it's really a culmination and a combination of things I've always done. I've always been the person that folks in my life come to when they need like a logical sounding board of like, all right, Diana, this is what's going on at work. This is what's going on in my relationship. What what are your thoughts? What's some feedback? So I've always played that role in my personal life. And then professionally, by training, quote unquote, I went to graduate school um, at Vanderbilt University. I have my master's in higher education administration. That's a lot of syllables. Essentially, what it means is I learned and I got training on how to really think through the student development process. So when you think about college, a typical four-year university, you entered freshman year, right? Everyone's like, oh my God, you're a freshman. Welcome. Make this place your home. Then your sophomore year, you're like, all right, I've got to start finding some internships. I got to figure this out. Junior year, you might study abroad depending on your institution and what, you know, um, resources are available. Or you start thinking about, oh no, 
senior year, I need a job. Senior year comes, you find a job, hopefully. You walk across the stage, you move across the stage, and you graduate, and you're done. That process is all about figuring out who you are, what you want, and how to use the resources available to you. But once you hit senior year and you graduate, it's done. There's no one there to help you figure out what's next. There's no one there to help you figure out how to implement things. So my official role for the last 10 years has been in the higher ed setting, helping people in the residence halls, helping people in student conduct, having those difficult decisions about policies and decision-making. And I actually stepped away from that role a few months ago. But when it comes to coaching, it's all of those experiences. It's the personal conversations I've had with people, my own life experiences, my training as an educator to help you figure out now that you've done the things, you're on the path, you've gotten the degree, you've got the job, what do you actually want to do? Is it working for you? Is it not working for you? Let's get to the core of things. Let's get to that why that we spoke about earlier and help you figure out how to make your next move actually reflect the life you want to live. I can totally, totally, totally relate to that. Like I seriously, I can vividly remember sitting in my sales class and I wasn't like eavesdropping, but like, you know, in the early portion before class starts, you can hear everybody else's conversation. And this girl was like, oh, I just got a marketing job with like the Red Sox. And I was like, <laughs> yep. uh, okay, I don't have a job yet. What, what do I do? And I just like every single day, it was that that kind of conversation you were just like listening to, especially towards the last six months of senior year. And eventually I found like a job at a bank and I loved being at a bank through like family, just family ties. But it wasn't like my passion, passion. And even like three years out, I'm still like, what? what is that? And then through the podcast, I'm slowly finding that and discovering it. But um, I can totally, totally relate to that feeling and appreciate anybody who is willing to help with that. If you have a business, you need a website. What's the best way to get a website up and running? Choose a website hosting company that makes it simple like Pair Networks. Pair has over 20 years of experience managing the entire digital ecosystem for thousands of online businesses all around the world. Pair makes it easy for you with do-it-yourself website building tools and features, including a simple drag-and-drop design. And they have guaranteed U.S.-based support technicians ready to help you whenever you need it, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. Right now, when you sign up with Pair Networks, you'll receive one month free of web hosting. See for yourself how easy it is to build your website for free. Visit pair.com slash free to get your first month of web hosting for free by using the code QUICKSTART. That's pair.com slash free promo code quick start to get started today. So when you kind of like, I guess you're always dishing out all of this inspiration to all of these younger people, where do you kind of go when you're having a bad day and like, maybe you're not so positive at work and, but you're still needing to be, where do you go? I love that question because the helpers need helpers. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Like the whole like when you're playing, put on your oxygen mask first, bloody. And for me, it's both internal and external, right? So reminding myself and being very clear about okay, I don't want to go in this meeting right now, but I realize that this meeting is just one part of the overarching puzzle because it's going to get me to 
the life that I actually want to be living. It's going to help me do the things I want to do. So in those moments of like, I'm frustrated, I don't want to do this. I remind myself of why I'm doing this. And then I also give myself permission to take a break and be honest about what my limitations are. If I'm not able to have a conversation, hey, can we table this for another time? I want to show this my best self and I'm not able to do that right now. Or I just suck it up if there's not that flexibility. The second part of that external is I have my people. Like I have, I call them my committee. They are my ride or dies. Like they can help me see myself when I get lost sometimes, because we always need sometimes that mirror to remind us of who we are, that we can do this, that we've done things before. It's nice to have that external validation. It's important to have that external validation and that affirmation from trusted people, friends that I made in grad school, undergrad, friends that I, you know, have through family, just all those connections kind of combine into my board of directors, my committee. When I need something, I know who to go to. I know who to reach out to. So that's really the balance. And then therapy. I'm going to be like having my therapist there to just know, all right, I can say what I need to say and not have to be judged. And it's just a space to really unpack the past and why things are kind of the, you know, the little intricate webs of life that we all live. That's my, my, my trio of resources and support. (laughs) Okay, a couple of things. A, I love therapy. Therapy rocks. My therapist is a bad beep. So I'm not going to say the actual word, but you get it. Anyway, and then um, B, uh, have you made that into a t-shirt? The committee? Because that'd be like (laughs) super, super, super cute. I would wear it. Um, (laughs) And then what is your advice for when you are dealing with your limitations and you are having you're getting frustrated and you're like I just cannot deal with this but like you you can't professionally say that or like you can't you just don't want to deal with that in a moment what is your approach with going through that yeah because there are those moments where you you can't opt out right they're required to do so I would say figure out what is required right figure out because a lot of times we'll tell ourselves like oh I can't skip this thing And you could skip it. You just don't want to because you think it's going to mean something about your capacity. It's going to mean something about what you're capable of. It's going to look a certain way to certain people. So be very clear about what required is and what required means to you. For the things that you don't need to do, things that you can feasibly drop or postpone or, you know, remove, drop, postpone and remove them right? Don't force yourself to do things that you don't actually want to do or you're not able to do just to say you did it. That doesn't make sense, (laughs) right? And then for the things where you, again, hands are tied, there are no other options. I highly recommend giving yourself an off-ramp. Go through it the best you can. Remind yourself that you're doing the best you can with what you have at the moment. And then give yourself a space to kind of come down from that. If you know it's going to be a difficult conversation and the conversation has to happen, have the conversation in the best way you can and then give yourself five minutes. Give yourself 60 seconds. Eat a scoop of ice cream. Whatever you need to kind of come back to yourself, make sure you carve that in as well because life is hard and we can't just choose not to do certain things. We can, however, cushion some time and space so that we can kind of um, not console but maybe you need to spoil yourself or you just need to like breathe and just come back to the home base of who you are and how you want to feel afterwards. 
I love that word capacity. I was kind of, I was chatting with this coworker and he was talking about how he was sending an email while he was like hunting. I don't really know the, you know, dynamics of hunting. I'm a girl. I don't really deal with that whole nonsense. Anyways, he was working while enjoying something that he loves to do. And I know he loves to do this and I know he's super passionate about work, but I was like, so what would, what, is there going to, is something going to happen if you're not on your phone for an hour, an hour and 30 minutes or 30 minutes? Is something going to happen? And he was just like, well, emails are not. And I was like, but you're not, you're not allowing yourself to breathe. Cause I know you come right back to work after you get done hunting. So I think allowing you to breathe is just so valuable in your life and just taking that time for yourself. So do you have any people in your life that you kind of go for to inspiration? Ooh, one thing that I really appreciate about social media is that you get a front row seat to what people want to share, right? (laughs) There are some great people that I follow on Instagram, for example, where it's like, all right, I really like their creative spirit or how they do this. So their feed, they have great comments or they just, you know, take me behind the scenes of things that I wouldn't ordinarily do. So I'm on the gram a lot. Um, I'm also a big reader. I love reading um, just to be able to hear new perspectives and new thoughts and new ideas of living. So sometimes I'm reading books that are related to personal development because then I can share them with my clients. I do the legwork, I read and I give you a summary. Sometimes I'm reading books just for fun because I just need to turn my brain off. So it's a mix of folks that I don't know through social media, folks that I don't know through the actual, you know, written word or audiobooks. And then people in my own life, right? And I get inspiration from like my family members and my younger sister, who's, you know, now a teacher. And it's like, you were eight years old yesterday. <laughs> I'm confused. So just taking those things and piecemealing them together has been really good. Yeah, my sister told me that she was going to go study abroad in Florence. And I was like, wait, what? Um, no, you're still in middle school and I have to pick you up from volleyball practice. It's very strange like. What? <laughs> and, get, and catch up to life. And I think that reflects a lot of times our lives, right? A lot of times people are so used to us being one way that it's hard for them to see us as we are today. Like in my mind, she's still eight years old, but I know she's a grown woman who pays taxes and educates yes. youth tomorrow, right? So when we think about how we're navigating and how we're showing up and giving ourselves the space and capacity for your your colleague who was hunting and emailing, people may see him as always reliable and like answers emails immediately and feeling as though you need to live up to that role and you can't step out of the box and actually do what resonates with who you are today is a struggle I see a lot of people having to deal with as well. Do you have any like resources or practices that you kind of rely on to stay mindful in your everyday life? or? I guess, stay off your phone for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I one thing that I help my clients do and I do myself, and I have a whole course on this, is really thinking about the stories we tell ourselves about what's required, what's optional, and what's a nice to have, like a possibility for the life we want to live. 
a lot of times we operate on this autopilot where, okay, I'm going to go to work. I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to have this conversation. I'm going to go home and I'm going to go to sleep and wake up and do it again tomorrow. Or in order to have this thing, I think it needs to look a certain way. So in order to be successful, I think that I need to graduate and get a job by spring semester, senior year, and then I need to stay at that job forever and it needs to look a certain way. And we become so attached to these stories that we've either told ourselves or other people have told us that we forget we get to choose, right? Like in, in a lot of ways, everything we do is a choice. Now, the choices we can choose from may look different from person to person, right? The options available to us will look different and you'll have to factor in obligations, responsibilities, so on and so forth. But for me, the easiest way to be mindful is to be honest and be thoughtful of what am I doing? Why am I doing it? And is this actually going to get me what I want? Or is it going to get me something that someone else said I should want because they would have wanted it for themselves? So it's really just sitting down and thinking and asking those simple but difficult questions to answer and be really honest about. Yes, clarity on what do I want or what do you want? <laughs> I yes. love it. What do want that thing as well? Yeah. <laughs> Any last piece of advice you have to share with me today? You've been full of golden nuggets. I wish I would have had an advisor um, like you after college or even during. That would have been incredible. So I'm sure any kid that you helped definitely valued it. But any last advice for us? Yes, I think, you know, in this extent, so far beyond like the college environment, even into like the post-grad and the entry level and like the millennial, whatever you want to call our generation nowadays, because a lot of folks that I'm working with are in this time frame of, all right, a few years removed from undergrad, right? I'm in this job space. I'm doing this thing. Is it working? I've hit all the goals I identified for myself. What else is there to do? And one thing that I help them understand, and I've also learned myself, is you are responsible for creating and protecting the life you want to live. There is no one else out there who is going to be able to tell you what is right for you. There's a lot of options. There's a lot of possibilities. There's a lot of opinions. There's a lot of things you could do. But at the end of the day, you need to know what is actually right for you. And even if it doesn't look right for other people or they may have questions or they may not get it, you owe it to yourself and it's your responsibility to create and protect the life you want to live outside of what you think is easy because define easy. Sure, it's easy to ignore that conversation. But afterwards, are you kicking yourself and saying, oh, I should have said this or I wish I said that? Sure, it's easy to just show up to work because it's a paycheck. But when Sunday night rolls around, are you like, oh, my God, I have to go to work tomorrow. I can't believe this is my life. So it's really a choice and just being honest and giving yourself permission to figure it out, um, giving yourself grace as you figure it out and remembering that you can change your mind at any point and do it all over again. Because again, is when you literally cannot. So you might use the chances you have. So that's kind of the fortune cookie wisdom. Oh my gosh. Yes. So that was kind of like genie in a bottle, like three little advices. I, I love that. That was awesome. 
Well, if anybody wanted to learn more about you or connect with you, where can they go? So you can visit me on the gram. It is Diana R.A. Morris. And that is also my website, dianaramorris.com. I also have a starter guide available. So if you're sitting here listening, you're like, ooh, what's she talking about? Like, how do I do this defining thing? Like, how do I get this clarity? I have a free guide that you can start the process of defining what you want your ideal life to look like, aligning your actions to that ideal life, and then deciding on the next step to take. And that can be found on my website as well. So I look forward to connecting. Yay. I will we quickly be downloading that after this call. Um, but yes, Clarity, I love it. Thank you so much for taking the time to be on my podcast. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. And that is it for this week's episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Every single play truly does mean the world to me. If you guys love the podcast, make sure you let me know by sharing the podcast, leaving a review, or a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast player. And if you're interested to staying up to date with the quest for new inspiration, make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And make sure you get some of your own quest for new inspiration swag. See show notes for more details.